Hello and welcome to the Lost Art Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm here with Gar. That would be me. Today's topic is very personal to us. It's super personal. Yeah, it's uh, songs from our childhood, so not necessarily any team that you'll recognise because it's our childhood unless you are looking in our bedroom windows for our whole life, you fucking weirdo. Savage. <laughs> or you're our parents, or probably probably our family. Unless your parents are our parents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that might happen. probably recognise some of that. God, yeah. Well, you lived in Cabra, so it definitely happened. I grew up in Finglas. Ooh, I know, the enemy. I grew up amongst sorry. the enemy. I'm actually from Cabra, <laughs> but I grew up in Finglas. That's a rip-off. So close to, so yeah, close to glory. I know, yeah. There's just literally a stretch of field. <laughs> that was the only, that was like the demilitarized zone. Did you have to fight your own kin? No, no, no. Not really. Just didn't fight. It's just stupid. What's the type point fighting? Yeah, no. I didn't do any of that either. Too busy robbing trains. Uh, so yeah, this is just, we decided to do this pod, this, this episode based on just... Well, first of all, let, let me cut ahead of you here. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing so much... Anyway, so. <laughs> we, we've been doing so, so... All the podcasts so far have had so much research in them that it almost took the fun out of talking about the songs. At times, yeah. Bit, yeah, because you're after learning so much about this band or singer or song that you're going to talk about that you were just... You kind of went into the robot mode. With this one, we wanted to do something that was completely... Well, not completely. Let's say 90% off the cuff. Yeah, yeah. So we wanted to do something that was much more personal. Songs that uh, had a, a certain appeal to us that kind of lived in a part of our brain since we were children. So we're going to do, uh, as Helmut said, songs from our childhood. They're going to be from... They don't necessarily have to have been released during our childhood, but just we remember them and they were important to us. And one way yeah. or another, good, bad or indifferent. You've got them too, we remember. You've got them too. Everybody has songs that they remember from being a kid. Yeah. You know? Now, trying to pick six of them is difficult enough. Yeah. Um, so this could be a volume one. Maybe we'll come back to this at some stage. If it works out, we've no idea. Without doing the research, I've no idea what's going to happen here. The, the only bit of research I've done was dates to make sure I wasn't just remembering stuff wrong. Yeah, and I wanted to make sure none of these people had died because I hate to do a podcast like you were saying earlier where you're ripping into someone. Well, not ripping into them, but, you know, taking a piss and then realise that one of them had died or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just making sure. Exactly. I already knew most of them, but there's a couple of people that I, like, Jesus, I haven't checked in with that person in a few years. Because let's be honest, <laughs> we're we're getting on in years, <laughs> yeah. a, little, a little bit, but... Uh, if uh, we were listening to these songs when we were kids, these people were at least in their twenties or thirties. Yeah, hundred so percent. Time has passed. Yeah, so we don't know if they're alive. I wasn't listening to any young people when I was young. I don't think they were really young. No, they didn't. Let, they didn't let young people into music. No, not really. Except the Partridge family had a few kids. Bros, they uh, were probably twenty when we were ten. Osbournes, mm. some of them. Family bands don't count. Lilla Michal Jackson. So go on. <laughs> he might turn up. <laughs> uh, who is your what's your first uh, song from your childhood my first one is a fucking disgrace Ooh. it's a disgrace it's Joy of Bunny I knew, I knew this was going to come because you talked about this being your first album was it the first tape I ever bought in my entire life you bought or was bought for bought. you you bought with right, my own right, money yeah. in a, there was a little market in the Phoenix Park years and years ago and there was a little music stall and this was, would have been just before CDs were coming out or if CDs were out they would have been mad money and yeah. rare um, so everybody just dealt in cassettes and I'll, I'll never forget I remember like it was yesterday standing in the rain under this kind of shitty tarpaulin drape looking at this wall of cassettes and I, I had <laughs> I had Metallica Kill Them All in one hand 
and I had Joyf Bunny in the Master Mixers. Sophie's in, Choice. Yeah. And I'm looking <laughs> back and forward. And I'd, I had heard songs from Kill em All. Bear in mind, this is like 1990, maybe yeah. 1991. This, this song came out in 1990. So I'm looking at Kill em All and I'm looking at Joyf Bunny. And I'm like, all my friends have Kill em All. So I can probably get a tape of that off them. Good call. None of my friends have Joy Bunny. And maybe they'll want a tape of this off me. <laughs> <laughs> so, or at least you can pretend you can swap these with them. Mm. You'll get some sucker. So off I went. I think it was £4 or £3, something yeah. like that. Um, it was that long ago. We didn't even have normal money. Yeah. And uh, it was half, half a hair and um, a goat's leg. <laughs> And um, and a poem, some unleavened a bread, po- you know, like and a poem, a song. Oh, yeah, you know, a poem. Do you want this poem? Trading in poems. Some out with a wheel, out fucking piano, and you had to sing. She walked through the fair. Um, no, uh, I had, I, I bought it, and probably, honestly, to this day, when <laughs> now this is unusual. The version that's on Spotify isn't actually. It's not one hundred percent the one. Yeah, that. Uh, I listened to the one that I, I listened to had like all the original songs sampled and they just put these kind of weird not necessarily techno beats but they just got this 4-4 drum machine this shitty kind of synthetic drum machine and they just spliced them all together that's why it was Joyf Bunny and the Master Mixers you know yeah. and um, so if somebody could find me a copy of that original album if you give me the first five seconds of that album I can do everything I can do all the lyrics all the changes I know all the Chubby Checker do the twist. <laughs> I can do all of the changes. We're going to do the twist and it goes well, like this. I was going to say, I'd pay to see that, but clearly all I need to pay for is that mm. tape. I'm, I guarantee you if we an LP for about a euro in Oxfam. <laughs> I'm actually always looking for it. I do have Joy Bunny LPs at home that I have bought and none of them will be in the right one. Oh. Um, but this honestly... Like, Come on, everybody! Uh, din, 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 <laughs> it was fun din, din, music. Din, din, din. It was just it garbage. Was too, it was too... Uh, Jumpy and splicey for me. It was jumped around too much. It was awful. Now like, it's it's almost like a dubstep before. Dubstep. Yeah, it was like proto remixing. It was just <laughs> it was just shy. Like this, this there were like an English novelty act. It was I think it was like a Radio One DJ and a couple of his mates that got together. Now what's weird about it is that I think the lads who made Joyf Bunny and the Ma- if, I remember, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. First of all, they got sued by a lot of people. Oh, yeah, because that, that album would have been... Yeah. Lift, like, so much lifted. The royalties would have been outrageous on it. But I think they got they got sued and they had to go off and make another one. And that done well. So they made about 100 of these things. They made Christmas ones, Joy Bunny and the Master Mixers at Christmas. Joy Bunny and the Master Christmas Mixers. Christmas, everybody. It's Christmas, everybody. Like, they done... They done all of it. The Hawaii 5 in every song. But... The guys who were behind us, I believe they went off and they started like the, the fucking hardcore house record label or some some famous dance music record yeah. label after this. And they still run it to this day. They, they produce albums for people. But this, this honestly to God, like that record has to be like one of the worst things to ever be considered art. Like it's just, it's, <laughs> it's a fucking, it's, it's an abortion. But, but it means a lot to you. It means so much to me that when I hear it, it makes me happy. Yeah. Like and I, I remember standing in the rain in the Phoenix Park market like absolutely having the full on scales of justice conversation with myself whether I'm going to buy Kill Em All or Joy Bunny and the Master Mixers your life could have turned out so different no actually you got back on track yeah well I think the second album I bought was Kill Em All 
I think I might have yeah. convinced. Yeah, we're making that mistake again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I might have convinced somebody to bring me back to that market the next week. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm getting well, battered around things. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think the album came out in 1989 or 90. I can't, I can't remember. I, I was young. I was I was probably about 10 years of age yeah. when I decided to, to pick it up. But uh, what's your first one? Uh, a song called Naked in the Rain by Blue Pearl, also from 1990. All right. English and American Jew. I think one of them is English and American. No, very little about this. Um, it's kind of just one of those electronic dance songs, but it wasn't full 90s. Mm. hadn't gone full 90s yet because it was only 1990, so it hasn't gone full. Remember yeah. the 90s electronic yeah. dance music, which I loved. You'll find out more about that later. Though I used to be a little raver. Little raver. I did. Steer you, I grew up in, you know. Yeah. It's not as bad as thing, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blue Pearl Naked in the Rain is a song rather than a dance track. Yeah. It really is, like, from start to finish. The, the sample, not the sample here to start, but the little synth line that they play at the start mm. is what made me, even before I really started listening to Blade Runner and stuff like that as a kid, I was like, that just those few notes and the way that sounds, that's amazing synth. Got me into all synth kind of music. Mm. Um Outside of that, it has got those really irritating 90s, you know, crash, smash, push, yeah. all that crack. That was a big thing, though. That was massive, absolutely massive. And it, it didn't age well at all. Hmm. It started in the late 80s, mid to late 80s. There and was then a 90s. massive movement of that type of music. In Crashing. The, like, like 87 onwards, I always remember my uncle who was mad into uh, like techno and dance music and house and all this kind of stuff. And he had a big, giant record collection um, in my grandmother's house. And I always remember going through his LPs and just playing random songs. I remember this Robocop song that had a sample from ED209. Nice. Just constantly. Like, <laughs> <it was laughs> just like every four seconds, ED209 was telling people to drop their guns or he'd open fire. And I was obsessed with it for a while. Yeah. Um, but I, I couldn't tell you who half the acts were, you know. Yeah. Well, Blue Pearl, I don't think really had many stuff. I do know, weirdly, we're always trying to. Pink Floyd seems to find our way into nearly every podcast. Is Noel Rogers in it as well? <laughs> no, it's just him and Sheik. All right. As Sheik. As Sheik. No, no. no. Uh, David Gilmore plays guitar on. I'm pretty sure he's on this song, actually. Weird. Naked in the Rain is a really fucking. just. It's mm. just a really classic. No, it was, it's kind of touching between R&B so, kind of mixed with that's what the that's what the influence between England and America was mm. it had the soul singer presumably from America yeah. and the guy from uh, maybe from, from Ipswich yeah, yeah. Uh, Naked in the Rain it's one of those it, it could fit onto those playlists with Sandstorm and early Prodigy 90s stuff like that mm. and it wouldn't stand out place but it is a bit more of a song and it uh, I used to absolutely love when it came on MTV. Absolutely go. The video is a woman dancing. Na- She's not naked. It's actually clouded in the rain. But I don't think they would have got away. A bad idea dancing wood. in the nip in the rain. She's wearing a cool dress made out of what looks like metal. Made out of rain. Mail, made out of rain. Made out of rain, yeah. yeah. Um, listen, every time I hear that song, I just go, it doesn't remind me of 90s when I was a teenager or growing up there it reminded me of when I was a real small kid mm. and it was 1990 and I would have been, it doesn't matter actually, <laughs> I would have been old enough. Uh, what's your next one? Uh, my next one is a cover, and it's a status quo, and the song is "The Wanderer." Ooh. And I think, if I remember correctly, I heard this first on one of those. Now that's what I call music. Right. It was a, a double tape, I think. And I be- those big chunky double big tapes. dirty one, yeah. 
the one you, you get a good if you got a good swing at it like you yeah. burst, burst your sister open with it from across <laughs> the room you know but um, <coughs> um, it broke open for us like a oh, cluster, yeah, cluster yeah. bomb but then it was basically just an ninja yeah, star yeah. just flapping you wouldn't know which direction it'd go in. flying double tape yeah. Um, yeah status quo the wanderer now this is a cover um, this is a Dion song and uh, Dion's other f- uh, popular song would have been Run Around Sue would have been another one it's actually written the same way he wrote Run Around Sue wrote The Wanderer as well um, I think it came out in 1984 first but I, I do believe it was re- re-released about five or six times it was very popular for, for the quo and um, it, I heard it on that now that's what I can music whatever yeah. number it was um, <laughs> yeah I don't think it was that it was not, it wouldn't have been that early but close enough um, did they do it by year did they do it by compilation I can never remember they did it once a year if, but did they, know, did they but number they did, it like there was like a music one, two, or like that's how they 85, that's 86, how they 87? Yeah, yeah. I never just, remember. Then they had to reset it, I think. Did they? They got to like 101 or something? It's just, I can't remember what way it was. <laughs> get the 101, just release one a year. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good point because, yeah, so. It, it did get been, to the hundreds. I thought. You know what? There was so much music coming out in the eighties. They would have had to do four years. I can't remember what they did, but I know. Yeah, they had yeah. to do a bunch of them. Nowadays, it's really no oh, fuck no. You know, do they still even make now? That's what they call music. They do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's for people that don't have the mental capacity to listen to an album. They're probably right. To be fair, like right. an, I love a good compilation. Big fan of a good compilation. I do, but if it's compilations of shit pop, well, that's just garbage. Like, that's just, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, there was a time. The, the reason this stands out for me because if I remember correctly. On the same album was um, Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash. Um, what's that? Some people call me the fucking Space Cowboy fucking song. Steve whatever. Miller or Steve Earl. Uh, some people call me the Gangster of Love. Whatever the fuck song. Yeah. That's going to come out real loud on the podcast. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I've seen it there. Spiking. Oh, It'd be beautiful. A few people on the bus just go, fuck. No. It'd be dog in the country. <laughs> ears prick up. Um, it was a bunch of kind of decent songs on it. Um could have been like Silt Skin Inside and all that on, on there as well I'm not sure could have been re-released around that time um, killer song yeah basically all the old like Levi's ads yeah uh, songs would have been on this compilation as well so this could even be like a re-record of the original uh, Quo cover I, I'm not entirely sure because I, I definitely I definitely didn't hear it in 1984 when it came out I used out. to hate Status Quo as a kid I thought they were stupid like, I hated them until I, I heard like the original like, well I've heard a few songs with them since I'm going oh super, she different, when, different band when I, when I heard like Pictures of Matchstick Man I was like, that's, oh, that's bananas that's incredible song yeah exactly I, was, like, I mean like typo negative cover it with Ozzy for yeah sake. it's incredible like once they decided to stick to that 12 bar blues kind of formula yeah it was whatever yeah it was it was whatever but yeah like they, they had it in them the lads had it in them. Yeah, when but they were yeah. Flare I reckon Spinal Tap was based a little bit around. Abs- it had to be. Yeah. Had to be. They even looked the same to a yeah. degree. Somewhere between Man of War and Status Quo, I think. Uh, it's yeah, because they started off with the Flare Power kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very much. Even the, uh, I think their first album cover, kind of a Sgt. Pepper's kind of lift as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, The Wanderer by Status Quo. I just remember loving it. I remember it would have been one of the first songs I kind of danced around the kitchen to, like with me ma. Because again, it was another shitty kind of twelve-bar blues, kind of garbage. But like because of that, you can do the same dance, like yeah, true. that you do to the fucking. And you're not going to be thrown off by some middle eight. It's not happening. The middle eight is they just stop and the drums keep going. Yeah, the end Exactly. Yeah, listen, it's a status quo song. It's absolutely. The same as 99% of other status quo <laughs> songs. But it was the first status quo song I remember. 
I remember liking. And because of that, I always kind of kept my toe in the quo. Oh, Jesus. Are you thinking about that? No, that came to me naturally. This is... It's not too late to edit that. No, I'm keeping um, it. What's your next one? Speed Demon by Michael Jackson from the album Bad. Mm. Jesus Christ. Jesus. This um, this album was the first album I ever owned. It was, ever, it was bought for me. Yeah. And, like, I'm just possibly there was some sort of cartoon soundtrack like Mask or something like that before. Like, no. I remember this distinctively getting this on tape in um, 88. So I was already wasn't even born yet like <laughs> I was very much born you were born at a very young age <laughs> yeah um, Speed Demon isn't a single and oh no hang on is it a single I don't know because the movie Moonwalker confuses me it's in Moonwalker mm. when he dances with the rabbit oh yeah yeah and, uh, I haven't seen that film since I was very very young makes no sense that's fine and it will stay unwatched I'm going to be brutally honest with you although Saying that, Joe Pesci smacking a kid around was dark. I, lo- I love the video game. Oh, so good. I love the video game. Video game. Obsessed Moonwalker, with the video game. One of the best. Yeah, super. Yeah. Um, but the, the the movie itself was just absolute madness. Yeah, the movie was just to kind of pump up him and Bad and probably the tour. But this wasn't ever really played. It has um, a bass line that is, I, I'm pretty sure, it's definitely not played on bass. It's, play, it's programmed on keyboard. Mm-hmm. And a... Uh, Oh my god, I love Speed Demon. I could listen to that. I used to listen to the Bad album seven times a day for about a year solid. No word of a lie. That's Uh, autism. (laughs) Pretty much. Maybe. Pretty much. Maybe. But I love that so much. Do you have Michael Jackson autism? Possibly. (laughs) You see, I was mad about him. I I think he would have been mad about me. (laughs) But you were young enough. (laughs) It's a joke. Could have been left at that. I, I I will agree. I, when I was young, was absolutely obsessed with Michael Jackson. There was nothing else like him. There was nothing. To the point where... He's from space. He, exactly, he's an alien. To the point where... Where that behaviour is probably okay. It was probably perfectly fine. That's the way, that's the way they challenged their young. <laughs> oh but oh it's a rite of passage on his planet. Oh no. But anyway, I was obsessed with, with Michal. Um, and I remember like my neighbours and stuff... They had like a, a camcorder, and he used to come in and videotape me <laughs> dancing. That's, you know what? <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up because that means I'm going to tell my story because I was okay. going to stay away. But go on. But they used to come in and videotape me dancing, and they used to call me old spaghetti legs. <laughs> right? <laughs> you can ask me, ma or me dad. They would yeah. say, "Go in and get a go in and get a video of old spaghetti legs there." And I just go in. I didn't. I had no idea how to dance. I was, didn't go to fucking Billy Barry school or anything like that. Yeah. I'd literally just stand oh, there God. and I'd wobble me legs like an absolute mani- maniac, while kind of throwing my yeah. arms around, flopping to whatever garbage fucking was on the telly. And in particular, if it was Michael Jackson, I'd be trying to moonwalk, and yeah. like, of course you couldn't. Um, trying to do all that bullshit in the kitchen in the sitting room and you know you know like a Friday night your parents go out and they come home with like you know the, the rest of the swingers club and oh. they <laughs> they but they'd always bring people keys, back car keys in the bowl <laughs> yeah but you know like pub used to close like nine o'clock you know so fucking everybody be back in someone's house and at some stage it had to be your, your parents house just railing on each other while you sat there with the camcorder <laughs> oh wow 
But anyway, so you're there. I can't believe we're talking about something like this in the Michael Jackson segment. (laughs) No, well, well, gates opened. Um, But yeah, they'd uh, they'd all be sitting around locked, drinking kind of Bushmills and cans of stew. And they'd they'd fucking, they'd get you out of bed. They get not you. They get me out of bed. No, they, to come down. They did not your parents. Press but my play, ones did. yeah. Press play on the fucking on the tape recorder. You know whatever shite they recorded off two FM that day, and um, whatever songs because nobody was buying it back then. It was too poor. Yeah. Um. The family was just wrapping up, and uh, well, there was nothing to eat, so there was definitely no money for cassettes. So they get get me out of bed, and they'd say, "Right, come on, you have to come downstairs and entertain the neighbors and the, and the fans for ages." Yeah. Well, I, I absolutely agree. Michael Jackson was just a phenomenon, an absolute phenomenon. Um, I also danced every single day. I didn't want to say that when I was listening to that album seven times a day. I wasn't just sitting there. That was going, the natural. That was the physical was, reaction to listen to that music. I was bouncing around yeah. the parlor. Well, I didn't think parlor. I was sitting it's in the really corner with a clove cigarette. You know what I mean? At fucking five. Yeah. And I was absolutely, and people like my sisters used to come in and be like slagging me. But then I have a feeling I got good because the slagging stopped and it was like, you're actually all right. And if my sisters or any of my family. Oh yeah, a compliment. That, it was yeah. like, must have, I must have been doing something right. So I mean, like, because I mean, it was, we're, we're a really slaggy family. Yeah. Um, and m- much like that, another story later about uh, getting called out about to. Uh, yeah. To dance for the neighbours. For the neighbours. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just a thing that happened in and the And I 80s. think, to be fair, it's in The Simpsons as well, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, it's Could be. Bit. It's just a thing that happened in the they 80s. Get, they get Bart out of bed to come down and dance. Do they? Come on, do the... Act like a monkey. Do the thing. Do the Bart man or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely was a thing. So, 100%. Um, 100% a thing. I'm glad that we got to talk about Michael Jackson without getting weird. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. What's your next one? Yeah, my next one is 1992... And something special happened. The first Body Count album came out. Oh, I remember. And uh, So visceral. It was just, it sounded like it was recorded in your granddad's wooden shed. It does not sound good. Um, production value was for nothing because nobody had ever done this properly before. Um, it was so new. It was so... It, experimental is the wrong word because experimental means it's pushing boundaries. This didn't push boundaries. This were just kind of three card trick metal songs with shitty solos. Like they all, were, they were. You know what? They were bad solos, but I can't imagine a good solo mm-hmm. on those songs. It wouldn't have suited them. Do you know that way? None of the lads could really play. That was yeah. the beauty of it. Yeah, exactly. It was more of a punk aesthetic to being in a heavy yeah. metal band. Yeah. And like, I'd never heard kind of rap rock or rap metal it had, didn't really exist there was elements of it like even Rage Against the Machine was like a year or so later yeah and uh, like the, the song I picked was KKK Bitch because it's just that chorus that ah like that set me off because there was a, there's a, on the original version of that album there's 18 songs 18 it wasn't Cop Killer obviously taken off Cop, we never got Cop Killer Cop no. Killer is one of these internet things that people talk about nobody Germany got Cop Killer for 5 minutes you'll find pressings of of the body count first album, I think I think the only country that got presents with Cop Killer on it was Germany. I no, believe port, eight million euro. There were a few Bob, but like, you can get Cop Killer on twelve inch you can buy it as well. You can buy it separately. Yeah. You know? exactly, yeah. um, why they haven't re-released with Cop Killer on it? It's beyond me. Especially now, body count are having such a big resurgence. But that song, KKK bitch. To be fair to the resurgence, they they did put out a few good albums again not too long ago. Am I right? The last two are super. Yeah. And no. they are fantastic life. They're very good. Well, they all they have people in there that can play now. Yeah, everyone that's in the band is, is decent. He he is uh, he, he's very awkward life because he starts 
it's everything's like snowflake generation and men are being kept down like mm. oh stop man stop he's in his 50s I know he draws, you know he collects Maseratis yeah his, his, his board has like literally the biggest hits you've ever seen in your entire life and they're walking around with fucking like their, their kid with an AK-47 strapped to his back or something like he, he he's trying to be the personification of like the 90s male um, seeing that was he, he came to prominence in the 80s but the 90s is where he lived you know what I mean the, one of the original gangster rappers yeah. you know it's all fucking man this man that shoot fucking shoot him fucking slap that hoe etc etc so on and so forth like you can't it's definitely a show because um, the, the music itself is <sighs> beautifully juvenile it's yeah it's very there's no depth to any of it it's almost like Limp Bizkit are, they have to have looked at body count so much Limp oh Bizkit yeah 100%. let's do that for white people everyone did everybody in that world there's there's no chance they didn't look at the the framework set up set out by body count yeah um, they they you know blazed trails the Rage Against the Machine's first big gig was supporting body count yeah um, right. they just they, they had it they had I it from think, the get go uh, and also an incredibly important band for bridging genres and Jesus, people. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this before. Um, we talked about the, the Prodigy Music for the Gilded Generation, yeah. the album that brought the, kind of the rockers to the dance and the dance to the rockers and all that That's kind of cool stuff. It's a podcast. We should do that. <laughs> we should, yeah. But like th- this introduced people to Ice-T. Now, yeah. I, I'd been listening, it sounds like a hipster thing, but I'd been listening to Ice-T before Body Count. I'd heard... No, no, not yeah, like no. Bits you, of, you know, like the albums, yeah, you have. Um, to be fair, to but be fair, like power and stuff like that. I was obsessed with all those albums because I always loved hip hop and I always loved rap. But when this lad came out, and I was able to show my friends like actual Ice T albums yeah. after they got into Body Count it was like a big plus for me because they were like, "Oh my god, Body Count's amazing!" KKK bitch, and there goes the neighborhood and blah blah blah. And there there goes the neighborhood probably my favorite. Song it's super it. just because lyrically it's brilliant. Yeah, and it's. Real, like you're, you're, it's not really a song either. You don't ever hear many songs about a, about a black band starting in that kind of music yeah. and how how like no one. But it wasn't it wasn't a crybaby. It wasn't like, no no. Go seriously. It was like fucking. Fuck we're here. You, yeah. What do you like? Don't you know? Rocks just for whites. Yeah, it's brilliant. exactly. It's, it's, just it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's super. It's a great introduction to the band. Yeah. But yeah, 1992, Body Count, KKK, bitch. It's it's. I don't know if it's my favorite song on the album, but it's most definitely the one I listen to most. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it's just it's fucking stupid, but it's it was so important at the time. Yeah. yeah. Right, what's your next one? My next one is from '97. I really would have thought this was earlier, but it's not. It's a. Uh, Timber by Cold Cut. Right. The dance kind of electronic y guys from London. Um the first time I think everyone well the first time I heard this and probably a lot of people would be saying would have been like those chill out zones on yeah. MTV. Do you remember those? Yeah. And I always actually genuinely used to stay up till I heard this come on and then I got to bed. Because I just had to hear it. Yeah. Because I was I think I don't know if I could I think this the album I couldn't find the album anyway around this time whatever for whatever reason maybe it just didn't look very hard enough I eventually got it so I didn't have to stay up watching that MTV all the time um, it's just such an incredible song it's got chainsaws mm. and all tree cutting equipment because it's about cutting down the rainforest and it has that vibe about it and uh, the kind of singers Amazonian singers Jesus I don't know has that voice that whaley kind of yeah yeah I don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of the Amazon, that, yeah, shit, that yeah. shit's on fire. The Amazon, apparently, according to Facebook, 
the Amazon's on fire. I don't know. I haven't seen it personally. I hope it's not. It is. The Brazilian uh, Amazon is um, burning at an astounding rate. Put it out. Yeah, I think they're having a bit of trouble. I think they should just put it out because I don't like that. (laughs) And that's how that will be sorted. Good night. See you next Uh, week. Yeah. Timber by Calico. I I went out and got the album. I don't think I understood the album. Uh, I I hated it, actually. Mm. I hated most of it. (coughs) It didn't make any sense to me at the time. I think when I went back to listen to it a few years ago, I got it a bit more, but it wasn't it wasn't this song. This happened a lot. Hmm. You'd buy the album and you'd be like, Where, "Where's the song what? I want?" Where, yeah, the yeah. song I wanted's on it, but what? but that's because when you are young, when you're young, you're stupid. You'd go into a Golden Discs or Dolphin Discs or something, and you, you say you knew you wanted what you were looking for, whatever band, fucking ABC, right? Yeah. And you go in and you you look at the ABC section, and the new album's twenty quid, but you've only got twelve, so you buy the one that's fucking eleven. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, of course, it doesn't have the songs no, you no, know on it. But it's like when they used to release those uh, compilations. Remember, like, an artist would be with a record label before they got famous. Yeah. And they'd, oh, that, yeah. they'd release something called, let's just say, Neil, the, Mer- Neil, the Mercury Years. Yeah, yeah. Neil Sadak is great, but they'd call it Greatest Hits. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Because they're allowed to. The Poi Years. Because yeah. they wouldn't even, sometimes wouldn't even write yeah. that. they just write the yeah. best of. Yeah. The classic hits of. The classic hits yeah. of. And they would be allowed because that's a subjective term. Of course it is. Well, they couldn't write number ones. That'd be silly. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a thing. But, uh, yeah, I know what you mean by that. And that used to, there was a, there was a crowd who used to do it. They had a black and gold coverage. Remember, they used to release the shittiest, yes. crappiest. There was all like Bob Marley yeah. all the times. Yeah, um, they released these crappy versions of songs <laughs> that were almost probably public domain. Yeah, songs, and they put them on combination and called it the best of. That was a massive thing in uh, the early two thousands as yeah. well. Uh, but no, I got this album. It was a double album, and I had that enhanced CD crack. I didn't really understand a lot of what was going on. With the rest of the album, it was a bit. But it, it's 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 a classic album apparently in that style of music. I was in it for this song. I still listen to this song regularly. Mm. It's just the build up is so good, the little chord changes and all that, and all the all the all the machinery that, that I sampled on it just sounds killer. It sounds industrial. I remember, it is industrial in a way. I remember Coco um, around that time because there was there was a weird movement of uh, electronic music that wasn't super melodic, and you had groups like the Future Sound of London. Yeah. And um, I th- might have been around that time, maybe a little bit later. I can't remember. They had a song called uh, "We Have Explosive," and it's fucking incredible. Right. But it's the same type of like it. It doesn't really. I think me and you would have been into like a group. No, I wouldn't be into rock as much as you were at that stage. But yeah. this was the stuff that we bond over a lot, like that era of English yeah. electronic stuff, ninja tunes, and all. Yeah, there's a weird, weird era where there was loads of that kind of proto big beat stuff happening yeah. where people were being real um, experimental with their studio time and there'd be a lot of rock riffs sampled. oh god damn like, I, I remember around like, that time there was I knew lads that were messing around with sequencers on their uh, kind of shitty PCs and even their like Amiga 500s and stuff you could get little MIDI sequencers and there was lads buying keyboards that had like MIDI in and MIDI out yeah. and you'd have to go to Pete's and buy these like 50 pound MIDI cables oh, yeah. and and, and wreck you but it was the only way for you to actually play physically play an instrument into your computer and obviously it wouldn't record the noise it would just trigger whatever bullshit your sound card could do you know but it was around that time everybody started messing around with kind of making their own music at home because it was starting to get to the until point until PlayStation released those uh, games <laughs> yeah, what was Music EJ, 2000 EJ and Music 2000 yeah, yeah. Um, there was a bunch of those but people started messing around at home with stuff and I think that might have driven the actual real music industry 
into this kind of progressive state where they weren't willing to kind of just settle on these kind of 120 BPM, 130 BPM kind of dance floor filler fucking yeah. kind of just general electronic nightclub music. And you know? like you said, Prodigy had a lot to do with it. Oh yeah, yeah. That massively. But there was there was definitely a bunch of groups that were doing like insane stuff. Like even like fucking um, uh, uh, the guy in the north fuck me brains gone mad. David, David Holmes. David Holmes. Oh man. This film's yeah. crap. Let's slash seats. Like outrageous. Brilliant. Outrageous. I love that. Yeah, I love it as well. That song. Uh, you know that you know that comes from a joke. Two Irishmen walk into a cinema. No, that's the punchline. This film's crap. Let's slash seats. Like, <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love that album. It's amazing. I love it. Amazing. That song gone. Is yeah. it gone? I can't. Oh, Hands up. It's been a while. But yeah. That's, that, Great that, album cover. That could well. super. Just a big knife. Just a big knife. Yeah, and just kind of brown. Looks like looks like nine inch nails. Yeah, it, exactly what it looks like. Um, yeah, that era. That era. It's, it's more, less so. This cold cut timber. This that section of the nineties was huge. Yeah. In my uh, in my listening, I was still listening to rock, but that at the time was bigger for me than anything. Yeah, uh, I wasn't even listening to much rap then at all. That was just that era. So it also has the most music videos of any song ever. They seven, made loads of multiple seven. Oh, very cool. The only one I know really is the is really the, 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 the trippy MTV mm. one with the thing. What is your next one? Same year as my last one, nineteen ninety two. Um, it's Megadeth, and the song is Architecture of Aggression. And uh, it's off Countdown to Extinction. This this was their album. As much as I loved Metallica at the time, yeah, and I really, really did. When Countdown to Extinction came out, I lost my fucking mind. It was like a little bit slower. It was more melodic, and it was I had prog is the wrong word to use in the same sentence as, as Megadeth yeah. but it had this kind of progressive feel where they weren't just trying to bang out metal songs like I felt like they were thinking about it I think that they won they won some award for like animal rights to do with this this album and all because really? ly- lyrically for raising awareness about animal rights and all this kind of stuff well I'd say like whatever he wanted to do he was probably one eye on Metallica the whole time go yeah. have to stay a little bit away from what they're doing do my own thing like this song Architecture of Aggression just has there's bits of it the song is kind of cut up into loads of different sections, but not in a, like a paranoid Android kind of way. It's more like riffs. The way they glue these different riffs together, like there's this lovely kind of cutty, stumpy, kind of early metal car kind of stuttery riff in it, and then the chorus is just it's kind of shy. It's garbage. Like it doesn't. It's him forcing words into this little riff. You know? Sometimes he forced things in so. Badly, oh, shoehorn so shit badly. like a bastard. Like I'm like, man, you need to, you need to just let that just flow. Back, yeah, like yeah. A thing. yeah. Don't, don't. He's, he's I know you've written it and you want to say it, mm. but you, there's a better way. To, not, maybe not a better way, but it's a more melodic way to say. It. No, it's just mad stuff. He's a, a swine for it. Um, <laughs> but th- th- this for me, what I, one of the main reasons I loved this song and this album was that this would have been one of the first kind of cassettes that my parents would have let me play in the car. Oh, right. Because really? it was Yeah, because it wasn't... Like, it was heavy, but it had melody to it as they well. They didn't let you play Joy Bunny, but they let you play this. I don't think I even wanted to listen. <laughs> After about a day, I don't think I wanted to listen to Joy Bunny anymore. Come on, everybody. Um, come on, nobody. Yeah, come on. No, absolutely, Eileen. <laughs> um, like, I couldn't... Uh, yeah, Joy Bunny, to be honest with you, to be fair, after a little while, it was kind of pushed to the side yeah. and it uh, became that guilty little pleasure. But yeah. um, <laughs> that Countdown to Extinction album and that song, Architecture of Aggression in particular, that and Sweat and Bullets, 
Um, they're just they're super. But because I can listen to that album in the car, if we were driving down to Wicklow or going to Wexford camping or something like that, or if I was going camping with my father, like with a shitty little battery powered Sanyo, and you'd sit around a campfire at night. And I'll get to put, can I put, put my tape on and go on then. And you put it on, and then you see his foot going, like, Dad likes Megadeth. <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what? Megadeth are one of those bands that I've seen more non metalers like mm. way above Metallica. And I know that that could bring it back to Metallica. Yeah. But something about You can't Megadeth, mention one without the other, let's be Yeah, just. but something about Megadeth. I genuinely, not anymore, but for a long, long time, preferred Megadeth to uh, Metallica. Yeah. And in a sense, I don't think overall career Megadeth are better, but if I had to pick 10 songs, yeah. I would be going with Megadeth. Yes. If I could only pick yes. one or the other, I'd be going with Megadeth. Yeah, it would be the same. If I had to do a, a, a best of Metallica and a best of Megadeth, and I could only fit like 10, 12 songs on it, I'd end up listening to the Megadeth one. Yeah, exactly. More. Exactly. Like 100%. stuff like Hangar 18 alone, you yeah. know. Yeah. What's it, like 13 solos in that song? It's Or 17 yeah. or something. Yeah. I can't remember. It's outrageous. Holy Wars. Yeah, it's just, they're like, I, their back catalogue, is not as strong as Metallica. No, but yeah, there definitely not. are songs on that back catalogue that piss all over a lot. That's what I'm trying to say. A lot yeah. Yeah. So if, of Metallica. If, I was, if it was narrowed down, I would be going with them. Yeah. But if, I'm, if I get to go... On as desert, a career hoy, if I go to a, get to a, a desert, desert island and you get to bring a discography, I'm bringing Metallica's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. But yeah, that, that song, 1992... It's funny that you mentioned Pete's earlier and Megadeth straight after because it reminds me of a terrible joke I used to say. Hit me with a... Pete sells home appliance. Oh, 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 Pete oh, sells. Oh. Didn't even sell home appliance. Okay, so for, for people who aren't from Dublin and old, Pete's was a star oh, in Dublin. Street. Yeah, on Parnell Street. Um, Pete's was a star in Dublin that just saw like electronic nonsense. Um, yeah. Like a, if you're an American, it was like a radio shack. Um, uh, they used to do... I never forget my A number one memory of Pete's is the week that the Sega Mega Drive, if you're American, the Sega Genesis came out. And they had one on a shelf in a box, right? They just showed the front of it. I I knew of the Sega Master System because a pal of mine had it. Yeah. Right. But I remember walking into Pete's and they had the Sega Mega Drive box. And the way they had the controller placed on top of the actual console. I'm actually going to post this up on the Facebook page right? <laughs> next week. The day this podcast comes up, comes out, I'm going to post this up just for people for reference. So, because they have to see what I'm what I'm what I'm seeing in my head. The way the controller was just kind of floating on top of the actual console itself, I thought it was a joystick. I right. thought Sega had made a joystick for like Nintendo or something, and I was like, how the fuck? I literally thought you'd like grab the hold of this big weird of oh, the whole thing. Like yeah. <laughs> like I thought the console was where the buttons are and the controller was just the stick of the joystick and I was like is that for like you know flight simulators or something that's like you know like a gear shift for for driving car games or is that for like airplane simulators and for ages until I saw one in a friend's house and I didn't I realised that oh that's not attached and the, the controller is not attached here, mate. no it that's didn't. a year of slagging yeah full on so it's full on horrible abuse someone handed me this little weird kind of Batman and Robin mask fucking controller and I just oh three buttons alright yeah and play it yeah, of well, course the whole time in your head going <coughs> oh, oh fucking hell glad I never told anybody that because you'd be murdered again. I'm pretty sure I was in there with my father the day I seen that and I pointed at him going there's a new controller for the Nintendo though I mean hopefully I didn't even know what a Nintendo was I remember was. the first time I saw I, I didn't see the console I saw 
the graphics it was on. It was in a what was in the Tallis Square around then? Was it Electronics Boutique or a field? Thing? No, but it was the square. Like oh, I've been to Tallis twice in my entire life. Um, I don't venture out of a and they had, single digit postcodes. They had a go to go there a lot. Like and um, there was it was on a big screen, but by, by today's standards, it probably wasn't very big. It's twenty four inch. And it was just a Sonic demo. So yeah. you know, if you leave Sonic playing, yeah. I'll just go into the demo yeah. mode. I remember seeing it and going, ding, ding, there ding. it is. The graphics will never get better than that. Oh, yeah, As that's it. Yeah, it's over. Oh, well. Wow. It's fucking over. I was yeah. like, that's it. Look, look, there's a blue hedgehog running around. I have to have this. Yeah. It was a good way away from having that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, nobody I, had that for a I while. I think I just got something else. I got like an Atari Lynx or something, something like that yeah. too soon before that. I remember stealing an Atari Lynx uh, pin badge off the cover of Games Master magazine. In the Londis Dominic on the, on the, would be on, so upset on the Cabra Road when I was a young fella. I, it was stuck to the front of the Games Master magazine and I went in there to buy like a crunch bar or something and I <laughs> grabbed that, slid it off, threw it in my pocket and I remember I was, I think I was staying with my uncle for a day or two <laughs> when my parents were away and I went back to my uncle's house and I thought it was being real cool. And I was like, I'm after robbing that. And but he they, battered me. He fucking battered me. Do you ever rob something? And even if your parents can't see what it is, they know you rob something. Of course they do. What's what, wrong with you? What's what's a, a, no, 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 no. That's just sweating. That's just, just sweating all the time. Just, just walking around, carrying, just, yeah. literally just black cloud above your head. Like, Why would you have teeth. your hand in your pocket the whole time? Yeah, just in case it jumps out. Yeah. <laughs> and they see it. Where'd you get that? I found it. Everything. You yeah. just found everything. Someone gave it to you. And when you bring it home, you're going, I don't want this anymore. Yeah, exactly. Who's trying to, to give back. it away? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you want that? What happened to you, Robert? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, the police will come in and get me in the middle of <laughs> it's for real. Do you remember getting caught with like stuff? I remember getting caught with like a lump of hash and like <laughs> this Jamaican flag rolling paper, right? When I was maybe thirteen. And I had this like it was a foot long rolling machine for making joints, right? And I had this like roll out paper. <laughs> And it was the Jamaican flag or whatever the fucking thing, with a fucking Rasta colour shoe. And it would have taken, honest to God, if you were making a joint, it would have taken about 40 cigarettes to fill this thing. But I remember my parents finding it and they find like the tiniest, now I mean, the most minuscule lump of hash. I could have just said it was dirt. That's how small it was. It didn't smell like it and it was probably rolling around my pocket for a month. And if you were uh, black in America, you'd get thrown in prison for Probably. It. But because they found the rolling machine and the rolling papers, the whole thing, the lawyers I had to come up with, lad. Lad, the lawyers. This is weird. All your stories have a parallel version of them. Yeah. I know that we're going way off here, but listen, this was bound to happen. Yeah. This was going to happen. I got caught with a pack of Rizzle. Mm. But not you, for... You're doing heroin. Not for the reason. I didn't even smoke. Mm. This is how stupid trends took off in my school. We used to roll up Rizzle and just chew them. There's the papers. Just chew them what? like that was cool. What? Yeah. Stupid. Listen, what? everyone did stupid shit like that. <laughs> I don't know if it was ever that stupid. <laughs> but they just chewed them. Like, you know what? That, you know, that comment there is have to give me a headache. <laughs> when we're done here, I have to go and get pancreas. That in my head, something just popped in my just head. Just get rid of this and you chew it. And the, like, just chew it. And it was people pretending they'd done something? No. No. They were just chewing papers. The same way fucking people in the 80s would have like a toothpick. Some stupid shit. You just chew it on paper? Yeah. But I remember like getting caught and pulled up on it, and I honestly think my parents were more disappointed to hear about that than they were that I wasn't. You know what I mean? They, they wish yeah. I had been smoking. Yeah, gear. No, we're just chewing them because that's a terrible excuse as well. It just sounds like a lion. No, but I think they believe me. But they were disappointed that you weren't. It was so stupid. Like they were, even they were like, "That's so stupid. That's fucking stupid." I think they wished I'd it been smoking. It is stupid. That right. Anyway, what's your next one? Is it? Is it my one? Oh, it, it is. is your one. Yeah. My next one is. Sign Your Name by Terence Trent Derby from 87. I remember. Oh, yeah. This is a weird one for me because my sisters used to listen to a lot of rock. One of my sisters, especially, that's why I listened to so much goth music. She would listen to a lot of, especially Irish kind of gothy rock. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, when this came out, both my sisters just went mad about it. I think probably tell me they won't now. They weren't. But this was all I heard in my room mm. ten times a day. Sign your name, and I hated it for. Mm. I hated him. Hated Terence Trent Derby, and I also hate anyone with a triple barrel name. Yeah, but and I, I thought he kind of looked cool. I remember thinking he he does look really cool. He's a kind of cool looking dreadlocky kind of. Yeah, he looked like one of Millie Vanilli, but not as uh, stupid. Not as lion. Not as he sang, <laughs> and didn't hang. No, uh, <laughs> rewind. Uh, this song is a weird song that. I hate it at the time with a passion because it was just from the other room, non-stop, non-stop, non-stop. Yeah. And then I heard it, it must have been maybe another 15, 20 years ago. And it just reminded me of living with your family, yeah. your whole family. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm. And then I realized that not only that, it is actually a really fucking good song. Yeah. It is a really, really good sort of soul-y kind of, I don't know what kind of music is it? R&B? It's just poppy R&B. Yeah. Poppy R&B. But uh, his voice I didn't. I didn't realize how good. I. I think it is now. It's quite a unique voice. He has that really. Those voices that sound like two voices singing at the same time. Yeah. Has this weird double tone kind of deepness about it. Um, that sounds weird. We'll stop talking about that. Now. As you're talking about that song, you, my song, for that reminds me of being at home. Is 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 everything you just said about hearing it all the time? But it was me causing the fucking pain by listening to it all the time. <laughs> Would have been a uh, dude, Bartman. Oh, I did that. I, I hurt that everybody in my family with that song. Yeah. I hurt them with it. I hurt them with the album. I remember, yeah, Sings the Blues and all that. Terrible. Yeah, absolute garbage. But that so song, Do the Bartman. I loved it. I remember, I'll never Is it Michael forget. Jackson? Oh, I can't remember, I don't know. Is it Michael Jackson singing? Or, sorry, I mean, did he write that? I don't know. I heard he wrote That's that. That's way too deep for Do the Bartman for me. I've no idea. We've also done we'll look that up. We've also done Michael Jackson. Yeah, I haven't done personally, but... Well, you could have. <laughs> if I got me maybe it was maybe, better, maybe, it was maybe a dancer. Maybe your parents had to send that videotape that the neighbours recorded on early <laughs> enough. But um, yeah, do the Bartman. I'm gonna so, give you free tickets to the concert. You're so ignorant. <laughs> Go on. I remember hitting my sister in the head with a tape recorder because I wanted to a record that song, a ta- a whole tape. She's recorder. still alive. Some yeah. of the things you said he was true. Your sister. Oh, I hear it with guitar and all, and I hear it with a guitar once an electric guitar and a electric got, guitar. Yeah, and I hear it got caught up in the tuning pegs and it ripped it out and left a big ball spot in her head. I hit her with a bucket. I threw a red hot curry into her face one day, and she called me Jesus granny. Christ. She called me granny, not even me ma, because she knew me ma wouldn't do it because I've been battering her for years. Not a bad way. It's just sibling rivalry, which mm. is also, I believe, a song on the Simpsons. Yeah, it <laughs> is. <laughs> 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 oh no it comes full circle it's and almost it, like the conversation wants you to get back to no hang oh. on no that was was that me yeah that was you Terence from not, yeah it reminds me of like when you live with a whole family it's you you really do uh, sort of miss those oh Jesus no it's too, this is too schmaltzy move on what's your next one uh, my next one yeah. is a song from 1962 don't have feelings I was not alive I didn't well, you know. even I didn't even live in my dad's balls back then um, it's the contours do you love me do you love me? Do you really love me? I don't like that song. Do you not like that song? No. I'm going to tell you exactly why I like that song. You ready? Yeah. Two words that should really be three words. <laughs> Terrence Trent Derby. <laughs> not far off. Teen Wolf 2. Oh, yeah. Teen Wolf 2. I am probably the only person on earth who prefers Teen Wolf 2 to Teen Wolf 1. I know Teen Wolf 2 is shy. I know. But Teen Wolf is shy. 
Uh, Teen Wolf one had. A I said start. like Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Mm. <laughs> it's actually you know what that movie doesn't. I don't think has a. You know, movies have to have a, a, an area of conflict. Mm. I don't think there's one in that movie. Does he not have like a gang against him? Don't uh, think so. No, because he's playing basketball, isn't he? And there's like a bold fella on, on his basketball team that thinks he's shy because he's short. I don't remember. I think it's like a very just flows without any. I think it just is. Is the wolf not the conflict because he doesn't want to be a wolf? I think he really enjoys slamming Duncan all the baskets. Pretty much. I'll never. I remember the end of it when like there's no music. The like, we're talking baskets. about Team of One, by the way. Here, yeah. Despite what you're, it's what I was just saying. Like, there's a bit where it just goes silent and where he turns into a wolf on the on the basketball court, and it just he goes from human to wolf in like a split second. Covered in even, blood. Even even though you. yeah, but even <laughs> though like, earlier on, yeah, even though earlier on the film takes him ages to change. Yeah. But this he just does it in the bounce of a ball, and he just starts kind of maybe it's based on adrenaline. Or how many people are watching? Or how early, close it was to his last wank because he was in the jacks for a while there and the <laughs> first time he turned into a wolf so I don't yeah. know. But Team Wolf 2 was about boxing. Is which, it? Yeah, yeah, he's a boxer. I know it has Jason Bateman because... He, yeah, he plays I mean, the wolf. They couldn't get they couldn't get him back in for the second one. There's no point. I think they got the Oh, is it, isn't, it, isn't it it's supposed to be Michael J. Fox's cousin? I not his, remember. not his cousin. I don't remember. The, the I, I was only thinking this earlier. I don't remember. They got, you're the right, they got the father. Yeah, because he comes to stay, and the other one's gone off or something. There's, I think there's only two people from the original movie in Team yeah, Wolf Two. But there's a bit where he like dances or something or plays guitar. I, I don't know what he does. A but he does. He does. Yeah, batters his guitar <laughs> with a fucking curry. Um, batters his guitar with a curry. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, um, th- that song. Do you love me? Um, I can do the mashed potato I can do the twist all that for some reason I fucking love that song um, from when I heard it in Team Wolf 2 I like and, uh, that bit the mashed potato the, the, it's repeated too many times yeah that's a Berry Gordy song um, uh, was, was yeah David Hasselhoff sang it in Baywatch in 1992 as well yeah, like on the TV show um, yeah Team Wolf 2 was 1987 so it would have been like peak like younger Berry Gordy was Michael Jackson's manager wasn't he there you go I'm gonna stop. Um, <laughs> I'm just poking the fuck. Was the other Noel Rogers fucking poking the very yeah. Um, yeah. So 1987 that came out, but even to this day, I still I, I still love that song. I just think it's a little pop banger. I love it, but for some reason, when I think of that song, I just think of Team Wolf Two. And I'll be honest with you, I don't really remember anything else about Team Wolf Two. No, and I'm also not gonna lie to you. I had a little route around earlier and I couldn't find any reference to Team Wolf 2 with Do You Love Me by the Contours so I might have just invented the whole thing. I was going to say, yeah, I don't remember from that but uh, I'm going to we'll give you the benefit it. of doubt. I'm hoping that my brain did not fuck it up. Well, at least if it's a lie, it won't, it's, it's not down on record or anything. Oh, hang on. Won't live on forever digitally. Yeah. But yeah, the Contours, uh, Do You Love Me. It just reminds me of that film which reminds me of going to the video shop and renting films um, because yeah. nobody really went to the cinema. Because um, I think it cost about eighty pounds to go to the cinema oh, back then, Jesus. and um, but yeah, it, it just reminds me of going to like the shitty fucking, not even like extra vision or anything like that. Do you remember like the local, the local like news agents would have like a little yeah back a area section down the back yeah, yeah that they'd have like maybe a hundred movies. Some of them were bootlegs, a hundred. Oh, hundred. A lot of them garbage. Were. But there was like every every area had like a video shop. Yeah, and if you're lucky, you know your ma, your dad, your grandmother, whoever, your auntie, your uncle. So trusting back then, people weren't they? Yeah, of course. The news agent didn't have to have a card. Nothing like that. I think they just have to know you. You just just knew you. Your address. You might as well write your address down or something like that. And you rented out for like one night or two nights. Yeah, it was like a pound or two pound a night. Have to rewind it. Oh, you had to rewind it. Remember to put stickers on it. Please rewind. Be kind. Rewind. Be kind. Rewind. Yeah. Right. What's your next one? 
Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I changed it in mid podcast. Okay. Which I, we never do, and I never mm. would normally do. But I had Abba down, and Abba are just going to keep coming up for me. I think it's well established. I talked about how much I loved him as a kid. So, but you reminded me when you said getting up to <coughs> bed to dance, and the song that definitely deserves to be on this podcast more for this is Boney M Rasputin. Oh yeah. I learned the little Cossack dance is that what it's called yeah the little fucking the, yeah when you get down your hunkers yeah yeah the, the Slavic mm. fucking dance the fucking Russian Calves dance yeah. yeah the Russian yeah. dance so you used to be able to do that as a Rasputin's kid Rasputin's a killer song it's just one of my favourite songs of all yeah, time super. and that's one of the songs I would have been listening to from a baby until now now yeah not like some days are 90 you. no gap no gap yeah so I would have been listening to this when I was like as a without understanding what ears you and music told me and before brain. that's like your family's Christmas song or something was yeah, yeah. like like well like, like Christmas party song yeah so that would be played like two or three times a night at the Christmas parties uh, that my family would have and as a kid I thought it was one of those songs you grow over I never grow over I never want to grow over it's one of my favorite songs of all time the intro and it just breaks down bang, like drums bang, and really. claps Why are you only thinking about and this then back recently? into the riff yeah. and then into a new intro yeah. It went nowhere. It's like that down, wasn't even the down, real intro. Down, down, down. I was only thinking about this recently as well that the intro, the intro to that song doesn't make sense. I don't know how you write something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, like, it's like they abandoned the song, yeah. but they left that bit. Yeah, like they had a little bit floating around. And they just realised, oh, it's in the same key. Just, yeah. leave, just leave it on there. Hang it in there. Leave it on there, yeah. yeah. That's super. You're right. You're dead right. And, uh, black German people. Black Germans. What the fuck? Like, a lot, I, I, like everyone knows they're black because of been having eyes on the cover see like, yeah, yeah, well, being a human you can a lot see of people them. don't know that they're German yeah German uh, made by Frank Farian who did Millie Vanilli yeah as well uh, I believe he sang a lot of it I think maybe I know currently there's about four different versions of uh, Boney M doing the rounds there's at least four yeah there that it was almost there was almost one per original member broke off into a and just splinter their groups, versions, yeah. like the real IRA and <laughs> the, the real Boney M's the, the, the PIRA <laughs> Pyra as we used to call it um, um, yeah that's yeah, you're dead right you're dead right chopping Abba out for that is a good move I had to because Abba's going to come up again and again and again for other reasons but I, I, I think we Boney did M it. might not I don't think uh, yeah unless we're doing it did you know that they were from Germany? Yeah, well, it's too late now. Yeah, it's too late now. Wrecked um, it. I, it. It's weird. It's, I think I'm looking at the list and it's the only one, it's the oldest song. I think that's like What 70, year is that? I think it's 77 or 78. I, yeah. I could be wrong about that because, again, research for that one does not happen because yeah. it's on the fly. Um, I would have listened to that my whole life. That's the only song on the playlist that I didn't well, not that I didn't discover. I didn't discover Terrence Chant Derby either like that, you know, but as, as a kid, handle now. Yeah. And every time I hear that, I feel great. And it's not really played enough. There's a metal cover of it that's too fast. I don't like it. Everyone, I remember I was working in clubs and that came out and everyone was like, will you play the tourist ass version? I'm like, oh, I'll actually sooner play the original. Yeah. And everyone will be happy with that. Yeah. The metal one is too fast. It's just ridiculously... Some songs don't need covers. No, it doesn't. No, they could have done it right. Just a bit of heft. But even at that, it has a guitar riff in it. Mm. The original. Um... Boney M. Rasputin. You can tell I just thought about this and have nothing more to say about it other than yeah. it is possibly the, one of the greatest songs of all time that didn't make it onto our greatest songs of all yeah, time yeah. list. But it is absolute it's, it's, it's Christmas toy- childhood for yeah, me. It's a tiny bit gimmicky, but it doesn't it's take so away from silly. it. It's silly. It's, it's about Rasputin. Yeah. That's mad. A pop song about Rasputin. But that's that, what's what the 70s and 80s were just mad shit. 
and they do the crazy voices you know mm. they, they break it down they, you are bomb no but it, it turns into like a, a news report <laughs> yeah in the middle of it yeah his lust for women and all this <laughs> and then it's back into it and it comes back so back into it it's like that little break it's still going is it a long song it's quite long I think it, I'm pretty sure it's six over six-ish no 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 um, I don't remember I'll check when you're talking about your, your next one because yeah. I'm dying to know I really wish I'd put this in before Abbott Abbott I had SOS by Abbott because it's an incredible song with so many brilliant parts to it but as as you were talking yeah, it's about it's six minutes long it is six yeah. was the intro is about a minute and a half there's a seven minute uh, sorry a seven inch version of it like the disco cool but they have the, the a, proper versions I think six. it's on Nightlife to Venus because I have that I have the original of that it's the one where they're hanging out with disco ball I think yeah, yeah. so that's that's like not only that's one of the only records I have. not only did I listen to it my whole life I have that exact record yeah, and it was too, played yeah. off yeah. and like I have that that's mine no one can take that the away the household version I'm trying to kill because I'm hard <laughs> Boney M who's your next one my last one your last is one is uh, Van Halen Jump dun, dun. Um, came out in 1983 I I was two years of age um, but it's Jeez, one of those songs that's earlier than I thought it was yeah so me too I would have thought that was way later to be honest with you it was a toss up between this and a Final Countdown by Europe um, both of those songs were Very, not necessarily important but caught my ear well keyboard riff songs and they yeah. both are generally played together yeah yeah because they they, they, like or, you said, they, or at the end of the night you get to choose which one, one of the which other. one yeah, yeah. yeah. long haired long haired lads with synthesizers but yeah. that generally didn't have synthesizers Final um, Countdown was always a good one because it yeah. has the word final in it yeah exactly but then again you always want people to jump <laughs> yeah ju- for some reason jump uh, it's not my favourite Van Halen song my f- I, I only really got into Van Halen years later and um, but jump was one of those kind of was bigger than the band songs you know what I mean um, it was it was so big absolutely like I knew that song inside out and I, at the time I wasn't I didn't really know much or anything about Van Halen yeah it would be the same like Van Halen just the name yeah. I, you know when you're young I, I loved the video where he he was <laughs> right up in front of the camera yeah. for the whole video wasn't yeah. he and I thought, right in front, yeah. I thought I mean like anyone would think he's a cool motherfucker mm. he's very um, cool this I, I actually of all the songs in this playlist this is the one I've done the most amount of research for really like I read a paragraph and the paragraph I read was very interesting. That's more than I did in Boney M on the fly that I just thought of now. Yeah, pretty much. A lot more. So where this song came from, okay? Space. This is where it gets kind of weird. So the synth lion apparently came from Eddie Van Halen was trying to learn how to play uh, Kiss on My List by, by Hollow Notes, right? He was right. Trying, trying to learn the keyboards for that. He was Synthesizers were pretty new. He had this weird little synthesizer and he was trying to learn how to play a couple of Holland Out songs and he kept fucking up this song Kiss On Me List. And that's where the riff, the meh, 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 that's where that came from. So apparently he recorded it, a little demo on his cassette player. He called it Slits On My Wrist. No, it gets interesting. He kept trying to get the band to play it all the time. You know, he was like, lads, this is going to be killer, this song. Oh, his his version? Yeah. Right, but just yeah. his little, this, this, yeah. just this riff that meh, 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 meh. And he had like a little drum machine and whatever, a little bullshit he'd done. Yeah. Like it wasn't really a song. It was just well, a lot I bet of you when he was shown to the lads, it didn't sound like it does in the recording. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but the lads are like, absolutely no, ab- no, no, Stupid. no. We're a guitar band. Like, yeah. You're the greatest yeah. guitar player in the world. Like, and you're bringing us a keyboard song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, simple. So apparently, what they done was he waited till he had the whole band in like some car. They had some like big fucking limo or whatever the fuck it was, and they had uh, one of their record producers in the car, and he just pulled his tape out and he kept playing it. 
playing it and playing it and playing it and playing it. And they start talking about people committing suicide by jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. And <laughs> David Lee Roth turned around while this song is playing in the background, this little riff. They're talking about people committing suicide off the Golden Gate Bridge. David Lee Roth turned around and said, I bet you there's always one, on, one, one onlooker that says, go ahead and jump. <laughs> and everybody looked at each other and went, hang on, that's good. So he started fucking messing around with the meh, 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 and he's like, oh, yeah, jump, meh, meh, meh. And they straight back to the studio recording it. And the rest is history. The rest is fucking history. Also, so that came from, you know what? People have made jokes about that. Like, uh, uh, if, if I saw someone, I'd just play the Van Halen. Do a bike flip. Yeah. So that actually comes from that. Yeah, it comes from that. Holy shit. Yeah, it comes from that. Also, he dedicated that song to uh, Benny the Jet or Quides. He's one of the most famous kickboxers, American kickboxers of all time. But you're really, to be honest with you, you'll know him from like shitty Jackie Chan movies and Golden Harvest movies. Did he jump movies. off the Golden Gate? He did not. He was a famous martial artist who, you'll know, you'll, if I showed you a picture of him, you'd know him from movies. He's mad looking. Is he he's, always the bad guy from Always the bad guy. Bet you I know the guy you're talking Cash about. Cash money. Bet you I know the Weirdly, guy. Weirdly, he's, he's like... I don't know where his family are from. Like Orquida sounds weird. Could be South America somewhere. He doesn't look South America. Right. South American. But he's mad looking. But he's always a baddie in shitty action movies. Yeah, from the eighties and nineties. He's he, I've I've got it nailed down to two people. Yeah. yeah. So David Lee Roth was a student of his for kickboxing. Um Benny the Jet Orquida is kind of the guy who made kickboxing uh, very popular in America. He had some match against some like unbeatable fucking toy guy or something yeah. like that. And uh, I don't know, I can't remember whether he won or he just was shit hot. I don't, I don't know much about kickboxing. But he's the guy who, uh, popularising kickboxing in America, is accredited to. And David Lee Roth was a student of his. Because that's pretty he, big. That's pretty big. Kickboxing is massive. Right now it's kind of big, yeah. But this would have been in the fucking 80s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my last one. Van Halen Jump. Oh, I remember it being on the radio all the time. It was fucking mega popular. Yeah. And it, it must have been popular for years because, like I said, I was two. You know what I mean? I was I was looking for the Liga. You know what I mean? When this song yeah. came out. Or the titty. Uh, the fucking the Rusk. <laughs> fuck the tits. And fuck Liga. Give me the Rusk. I'll eat Rusk now. I buy Rusks regularly. Yeah, they're the best. I Liga's, don't buy Liga. Liga Scaldi. No. Scald, stale bread. Old, yeah, stale old, bread. Or, or, or old, old, biscuits. old man biscuits. Yeah, that's all Liga no. is. Fuck Liga. Rusk. Murderous. You, Unless you fuck up and you buy them fucking sugar free Rusks. Oh God. They can die. They're disgusting. Fire. Yeah, they can die they're in disgusting. a fire. Absolutely disgusting. People always go to me when I have like say you know I, I caved and I bought some rusks today because I love them goes bit of milk and go I'll, oh, I'll stop you there. no I do that as well no, not all the time I will eat them straight up as biscuits I don't mind it as that but to me that's just no no it's better to just here's the here's the it. here's the problem helmet right loads of people make their rusk if they're doing like the hot milk rusk they make them too milky and too sloppy and it's not worth a shite right there's a, a crunch there's too. a beautiful there's a lovely kind of middle ground to be found there where you've got that. Delicious, creamy rusk, but there has to be lumps of crunchy, crunchy rusk in it as well. Jesus, it, the nostalgia of this episode. Unreal. It's like, do you remember Country Star? Yes. Right? It's like oh, when you used to be you, addicted to that. Of course it was. It's just sugar. It's just pure sugar. Absolutely. Your parents are like, that young is real fat. Yeah. I'm going to put him on the muesli, <laughs> right? But it was, yeah. it was more sugar in than Cocoa Pops yeah. and fucking wheat. I was combined. Yeah. It was unreal. Do you remember the milk at the end of it? I tried to eat Country Star years later and I, my eyes were bleeding. Oil, that's it the only too... cereal I've ever had in my entire life that had corn in it. There was lumps of corn in Country Star. Jesus, it was so good. Didn't it have big hazelnuts? Yeah. Oh. Savagery. Did you ever see the boxes of them now? Like a fucking LP. There's about half a bowl oh, in really? it. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even think it. you could still get it. Oh, you can get it. If you went to like Iceland or something, to find it. Wasn't the box like 
like a little store room. Yeah, it was like Aww. a like a fucking herb chest yeah. full of the grain and all. Didn't show you like literally quarter of the the, the box of sugar. I'd eat probably two or three bowls of in a happy and be on on the jacks for a yeah. week later. That and start. Oh, two start. top. You got me a box of start about three years ago. <laughs> we had this conversation one night in the pub about start cereal, about how good it was, and you found a couple of boxes of start, and I was like a fucking baby going home. I went it's home. still just as good. Of course, it is the exact same. I went it's home. A bit small. No, it's a bit and the box is definitely smaller. No, but the, t- the, the, the things themselves aren't really that much smaller. I don't remember because yeah. your, your face would have been so much smaller. Gets bigger. Yeah, exactly. You can't complain about the size of this and that when your whole head is 10 times exactly. the size. Exactly. I remember going home with that box of start underneath my arm and waking me missus up at 4 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. She's fast asleep. I'm like, listen, smash down my mind. How am I got me start? She's like, what the fuck in Poland? What is start? So they, listen. <laughs> We're, we're, about to, we're about to teach you the ways of Ireland in the 80s <laughs> get up the fuck I've got a two litre bottle of milk and a box of stars. every time we try and talk to someone about start like oh you are posh I'm like no no it was no. The, it was the same price it was a smaller box that's all for some reason yeah and it was definitely a bit posher but not like cereal back in the day was like 80 I don't think it was posher I think it was just bad value for money special K was posh and all brand yeah, that, and all that. definitely that's definitely all, all brand is spikes and like the little fiber, fruit and fiber. Fruit, fruit and fiber. I never had, went near that. Fruit and fiber had the delicious bananas in it. That, that's all you wanted. The yeah, dehydrated bananas. I, that was it. That's the only thing I can eat that's dehydrated. When everybody put peaches and stuff. Oh like, no, like fruits. Sh- sweet jelly. I'll, Give me bananas. Eat yeah. them all day. Listen, let's move on. What's your last one? To, my last one is from when I used to be genuinely a little raver and go to, let's say, discos. They were called as a mm. kid. Do you remember going to discos in the community center? No, but yeah. You don't? I never went to any of that show, you know. Oh, you did? I went dancing. To, to be honest, I've done very, very little as a child, except for get get videoed with the neighbours. <laughs> if I'm being brutally honest. Your Michael Jackson story is so strange. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it used to go, just what you do is, on a Friday night, the kids would go dancing and the thing. Maybe this was just, no, it would be like the Wesley or one of those. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about, but I didn't. But this was very young time. It would have been like, Jesus, 10 or 11 now this was later were you given a packed lunch and sent that's out? when I used to like be going mad for like Rhythms of Dancer Mr. Oh, yeah. Bane and all <laughs> them but when I was a little bit older West Bam was harder and it's just German almost techno-y kind of stuff and it's the first album I ever bought with my money was Bam 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 the album mm. and it is just, just it's not it's not very good to listen to now I'm not going to be perfectly mm. honest with you but it does bring back those memories of the time I saw it. oh where was I I think it was maybe the OLX Centre or something like that and I saw the album finally came out because I'd heard the singles Celebration Generation is the song that I picked and Mimi makes you go absolutely mad for that this is that not a Dead Dead song? No No mm. Not Dead Dead? Yeah Dead Dead No, no. <laughs> Now I never genuinely not into drugs at all like that this music was made for drugs mm. 100% but I would have been even too young then to Beyond pills or anything like that. Thing. That's this they, is, they were. That's nineteen ninety four. Yeah, they were. To be honest with you, if you, if you were from like a halfway decent house, like like a quarter decent home, like drugs were kind of almost mythological. Like you knew they were there, but you didn't know how to get them. But you knew a lad who took them, but couldn't get them for you. They were always like just slightly out of reach. That's where I liked having them out of reach because yeah, I I was just never be a different story it. now. Yeah. And I knew, I know now why is because I was built to gargle. Mm. Gargle's my favourite thing in the world. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Gargling diddies. I'm after drinking two, two points of whiskey. That's you my Jesus, second. you did. Yeah. You did. So, West Bam, 
some people might what I say, nobody listens to this podcast probably don't know it's from, not, not, that's not a pretend that's a lie Helmer I'll tell you why people listen to this podcast no no yeah they, they do I'm saying the fact that they listen the chance of them listening to this and knowing really much about West Bam is slim we do I'm not saying. know this whatsoever so, yeah well I don't know you don't know West Bam no yeah that's what I'm saying but like, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying to be pretentious like, people won't notice it's just too random yeah they had a couple of songs I used to tape their songs off the radio and they did a, they were on a compilation of cover, a techno kind of heavy, heavy. And there's too many subgenres in that yeah, music. I can't, I don't, I don't just go with it. A cover album from the band Yellow, the Swiss band, mm. Swiss band, uh, pop band Yellow. Yellow with the O. Oh. You know, yeah. boom, boom, Ferris Bueller. Mm. They have loads of, like your man, your man, oh, oh Yellow yeah. is like a multi-millionaire yeah. architect or something like that, or architect. Oh yeah, it was a flying lizard. Sorry. Anyway, he's, yeah, he's absolutely minted, but Yellow, I never really knew much about them, but there was loads of West Bam, Hands on Yellow. The album was called Hands on Yellow, and it had Jam and Spoon, and had loads of people on it. Jam and Spoon. Jam and Spoon. Don't remember that. No. Right in the night. I remember Toe Jam and Earl, the video game. I played that the other day. Did you? For about eight hours. Oh, John, it's God, so nostalgic. Mm. This episode is so nostalgic. Steeped in nostalgia. For real. It's literally, it's got one of them like Kellogg's fucking reflectors yeah. on it. That's how nostalgic it is. The stuff we would listen to around this time would have been Scooter, to be honest with you. This is how bad it was. I'm not going to lie, it's bad. I might as well just out myself now as a little Do it. stupid raver back then. Uh, ultrasonic. Mm. Alternate. Wasn't that into Alternate? Prodigy, absolutely. Oh, Alter, okay. Alter, I thought you said Do you remember Eminate? Oh, God. Yeah. I got a little something for you. Remember Sounds that? a bit rape, eh? Do you want some whiskey? No. Sound, <laughs> I'm going to leave that off. You sound like I have a great crack on the whiskey. Oh, it's good for the next thing we're going to do. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, shit. Podcast. That sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on top? We'll be doing for a bit. <laughs> for a bit. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about West Ham. It's just, I, just listen. Fucking, it's a memory and it's a fucking moment. It's just, it's, yeah, and when I got a bit older, the, the when I got old enough to go to clubs, that was well gone. Of course, this it was ninety four. So we're talking when I was going to clubs. It was actually a good kind of time. I still, again, genuinely never took drugs. It's, just, it's not for me. I saw people just look at you, but also I have a personality and I know how to dance. Don't need them. Sorry, not, not to be real. You got the love practice in front of the camera. <laughs> no, you're a camera guy. I was just in my own. Nobody caught me. I used to do a Robocop dance. I used to be able to do the whole... And I remember going for swimming lessons and I said, walk out wearing just a pair of jocks and a swimming cap and the goggles. And I'd yeah, be they're like definitely filming you then. Doing that. And me, yeah. again, me hopefully used to call all his mates over as well. So look at him doing Robocop. Did he charge in? No, I shouldn't have been watching Robocop. I was like eight... Robocop is a very adult God, film the things I used to watch of course you watched all sorts of shows you know what the gas thing was you, you look back to this, it's weird things that used to scare you gore nothing mm-hmm. as a kid nothing would scare me no the, the most scariest thing in the entire world was when someone was riding on the screen and your parents, and your parents were in the same room it's the worst thing and in the world where do you look where, what do you do find spiders what do you do? look for spiders well, look at oh, everyone yeah. there's a spider up yeah, there exactly I wish I was dead yeah exactly <laughs> let me die let me but let me die. look at the let me look at the fucking video recorder and see what time in the film this is and I might get to watch it tomorrow when everybody's oh home. definitely yeah, yeah. 100% oh take an absolute timestamp. full on <laughs> no, no. full on but you could do you could do two things you could let, hopefully hope the world swallows you up yeah. in those things yeah. or you could walk past your parents to go for something that you need yeah. in the kitchen Ham sandwich then you have time. to remember shit did something happen in my nethers that we walking we just waving that around the room yeah you don't know 
for real. Just stay there. And Remind me to tell you about the story about the time my grandmother rented rented Porkies for me. I, I, I we're not doing it now. No, <laughs> no. People are going to be like, people can ask about it. My grandmother went to the fucking. I remember staying over at my grandparents' house, and my grandmother said, "Well, I get you a film," and I said, "Yeah, it's good, whatever." And she came back with Porkies, Porkies, <laughs> like basically a porno. <laughs> yeah. And said and put it in the video player herself She's and press play. Yeah, sat there with she me watching. <laughs> me and the neighbor's fucking grandson as well, <laughs> Andrew. Two of us sat there beside each other watching Porky's with my grandmother. Did she not turn it off? No, she was breaking up while it's laughing. It's like glory holes and shit. Oh, it's all mad shit. Like it's still a comedy, but like she's breaking up while it's laughing. And me and him are looking at each other, going like, my gr- he's looking at me, going, "Why is your granny here?" And I'm like, you-? <laughs> and I'm looking at him, going, "Why did my granny get this? Let alone why is she here? Why are we watching Porky's?" And I'm pretty sure, like a year later, she got Porky's Two: The Revenge or whatever it's called. She kept getting all these films. Emmanuel, <laughs> no, it was not that bad. They're the ones you found in your dad's sock drawer. That's what them films are. <laughs> anyway, are we done? <laughs> I think I think we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we say something, we can't take oh, back. Oh God! Come on, see you next time. And we have another podcast to record as well. This is gonna be great, crack. Oh God! Yeah, the, you're gonna hear the next one the week after this, presumably. Yeah. So remember that. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I am at the moment. Uh, what's kind of good news is that uh, I, I found out the other day that we are the seventh most listened to music podcast in Ireland at the moment. Not Irish, I, I'm a bit thick, so I thought that meant <coughs> I thought that meant we were the seventh biggest Irish music podcast. No, in I Ireland. Like, I was like, that's yeah. shy. In Ireland, on the Apple charts, we are the, the seventh most listened to podcast. Um, I couldn't tell you another music podcast. I don't, I don't really listen to podcasts. I'm sure there's a bunch of them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't feel bad when people tell I me. I listen to loads of podcasts, but none of them are about uh, particular topics, to be honest with you. They're all kind of general. I think I can safely say, without listening to any of them, our one is the best. Uh, absolutely. Because we're on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's starting Who else get, drinks points of whiskey and smokes? Starting to get, smokes, smokes. It's starting to get a bit drinky, so we're going to leave it there. As yeah. if we don't have another one to record straight after this, and the next one is going to get angry. The next so, one, I'm going to have to go and batter someone. So we might as well tell you that the next one will be the next time. When you're hearing this, you, you'll hear it next week. So uh, good night. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Bye bye.